There's fighting and violence and hopelessness in the world And you feel that there's nowhere to go But I'm here to tell you that that isn't so Here is a brand new show Something inside and it makes you afraid Then there is something to do Challenge a guy to a game till he winks And you find that courage in you Cause there is nothing that is greater Than tiddly wings with strangers And how? Welcome to Tiddlywinks with Strangers. Once again, I'm your host, Jason Herb. Episode 3, we're uh, talking about some of the weirdest experiences you've had in your life. The weirdest thing that happened to you, or just a weird story in general. I mean, this is a forum for your weird shit. I'm going to be sharing some stories. Of course, as always, we'll be talking to the Beard and the Condor to get their weird stories. If anybody wants to call into the station, you have to have the Anchor app to call into the station. But uh, you can't call in live. I mean, it's not fucking radio. But you can leave a call-in message. And if you got a weird story, I'll share it on next week's broadcast. I mean, shit. Let's do the damn thing. Would you like? You know, the the Tiddlywinks is all about connecting with people and talking about crazy things. Um is that what Tiddlywinks is, is about? I don't I don't know. It's a show about um you know, whatever whatever we talk about. But I mean it's it's a, um, an experiment in progress. It's a good time. You're gonna tiddly up your winks. And you're going to tune in now to a conversation with me and Billy the Beard. Talking about our weird shit. So, Billy the Beard, thanks for being back on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here again. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. I uh, enjoy being a regular guest so far. It's fun. Of course. As you know, this week's theme is weirdest thing that's ever happened to you or just a weird experience in general from some walk of your life so do you got any stories you want to share with us uh yeah i actually have a really big one okay uh it was kind of i I almost want to say a life-changing event jesus christ yeah um so uh it was i remember very fondly it was my eighth grade year of school okay it was about a week before summer vacation a young beard well, this His was beard had just started coming in. No, it was it was pre beard. I didn't have a beard yet. <laughs> gotcha. I was I was uh, I was baby Billy. We'll, baby, we'll go baby, baby Billy. Billy. Okay. But um, it was math class about a week before summer break, and uh, my teacher was coming around passing out. He was giving some gum away. He had gum. People chew gum in school. It's what kids do. Sure. Um, so I remember I was, I was sitting there taking one of my finals for this eighth grade class, chewing some bubble gum. And I bit the tip of my tongue off, Jason. Jesus Christ. Like, now, when you say you bit your fucking tongue off, <laughs> what are we talking here? Uh, Jason, we're talking... For ta- God's sake. Jason, uh, we're talking... So I bit the tip of my tongue, and it, like, swelled up, and it was like... I was bleeding a little bit. I'm like, gosh, whatever. I'm fine. I'll, I'll suck it up. I just bit my tongue. But... Now, now did it come out of your mouth? Like, I'm, I'm did getting... you spit this piece of tongue out? Not quite that time. So my tongue swelled up from biting it the first time. Okay. Me being... Billy, the beard. Okay. I continued chewing the gum with the swollen tongue. 
You're going to chew it off. Like you, I, like you I, walk off an injury, I bit a little, you're going to chew it off. Pretty much, exactly. Okay. But I bit a little bit harder this next time, not realizing. And uh, the tip of my tongue actually was in my hand. I spit it out with the gum bleeding all over. That's appalling. Uh, it, Dear God. It hurt. It was bloody. It was mess. Dear sweet baby Jesus in heaven. Now... The best part was, it, it, I mean, it was everyone, everyone's looking at me, they're like, just bit your tongue off. They're like, go to the nurse. They, and no one really, they're just kind of staring at me. I'm like, no one's going to react. I just, I'm gushing blood out of my mouth. My tongue is in my, tip of my tongue's in my fucking hand. Did it so. bleed a lot? I mean, head, wing, yeah. head wounds bleed it, a lot. It, I assume a tongue wound uh, might bleed a lot. Imagine a know. really bad bloody nose, oh, but coming okay. from your tongue. So there's blood, I'm holding my mouth shut, so you know I'm just swallowing most of the blood, which is kind of gross. But I'm trying not to bleed everywhere. Oh my. So I end up going to the nurse. She gets my mom. I end up going to the hospital. Uh, they had to put me under. The first time I've ever been put under at a hospital to get surgery. Wow. Uh, they had to stitch it shut. Um, you know, I, I get home that day. I get to leave that day. And uh, I would think so. So, you know, the, the rest of my last week of school and that summer, uh, I'm talking like this the entire time because <laughs> I can't put my tongue in my mouth. Wow. Uh, so they were able to successfully reattach the tongue. They did not reattach it. They just stitched it the the part that I uh, I bit like closed so that it wasn't bleeding anymore. So to this day, you're missing the tip of your tongue. It's hard to notice, but yeah, technically wow. I have a like a flat tip of my tongue. It's not wow. pointed. Wow. All right. Um. So I remember going through my whole summer break talking like a fool because I bit the tip of my tongue off. You know, good job, Billy the Beard. But uh, <laughs> it gets better. So. Um. It, you know, I'm getting the stitches out. We go to the doctor, and he's like, "Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but I don't have anything to numb your tongue with." So I had to get these stitches removed with nothing to numb my tongue, and it was—I think that was more painful than biting my tongue wow. and ripping these stitches out with nothing to numb my tongue. Oh Jesus! So he does that. I'm like, afterwards, I'm so relieved. God. They gave me a nice cup of cold water. I, you know, my tongue's feeling great. Yeah. I get in the car, bite my tongue again. At, in the parking lot? In the parking lot, Jason. I bite the tip of my tongue. Luckily, I did not open any wounds. It just hurt like a son of a bitch. But that, Jason, that is the craziest story I have. Happened a long time ago. And, you know, it'll stick with me forever. How often do you bite the tip of your tongue off? Um, I haven't heard that very often. And then to re-injure it again in the parking lot is outstanding. The, the day I got my stitches out, Jason. Wow. And how long did it take to heal after that? I mean, were you sore for a while? Uh, about a week or so until I, finally, I was able to talk again normal. Because even after I had the stitches out, I was still talking like this. Right. Because I was so used to having my tongue out to talk. Because it, it, every time you, your tongue moves, you expand it. It expands and moves when you talk. Right. The stitches, it, it kept it in place and it hurt. It was, it was sore the entire time. My God. Yeah. Well, Billy, I mean, that is a crazy story, and that's what we're talking about on the cast. Losing your tongue would, you flick? Well, Billy, you're not the only one with weird stories, of course. Well, I would hope not. I mean, I think everyone and their mom might have a weird one, but well, let's hope yours is good. It's surprisingly hard for me to think of one this week. I don't, I don't know why, but, I mean, I shared a lot of crazy stuff before. Uh, you know, when I was investigated by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms for arson. But, you know, I, I think I did share most of the details with that, so I had to stretch the mind. And I thought back to when a uh, young Jason was, was in college. Um, they randomly assigned roommates. Okay. Okay? Sounds I got like this college. kid 
I'm going to protect his identity, and I'm going to call him Jimmy. All right. Okay? He lives in Hot Bottom. I believe he still lives there. I I don't fucking know. Um, so I, I walk in. I'm a freshman. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm so pumped. I'm excited to go to college. I'm living away from my parents. Let me meet my roommate. Well, here's Jimmy. He goes, oh, how you doing? He talked weird, man, like he was from Minnesota, but I don't think he was from Minnesota, or maybe that's just how I remember him. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, all right, well, this kid's a little weird. I mean, he's got like, you know, those transition lenses that change from glasses to sunglasses. He's got a backwards Papa Roach hat that come to find out he wears every day. Um, and he's got seven t-shirts, all Papa Roach, that he rotates throughout the week. Okay, he's a little quirky, whatever, to each their own. So I'm, I'm going to live with Tim Tim. I, I, I'm living there. The weeks go by, and I discover things that are unsettling. Uh, unsettling. Second night, going to bed, right? He refused to separate the bunk beds that came in the standard dorm room. Now, you could take the top bunk off and yeah. move it to the other side of the room. Like a normal dorm. Then you got your left side and your right side. Yeah. You split the room. That's what I up. wanted to do. Well, he would not separate the the bunk beds. I was like, all right, we're going to sleep on fucking bunk beds, whatever. Jesus Christ. So I take the bottom bunk, he takes the top bunk, whatever. So he's climbing up to go in the bed on the top bunk. And he stops. He just stops on the ladder, whatever it is, halfway through. And I'm just laying there, staring at his feet. And I'm like, why is he just, why, like, get the fuck up there and go to sleep. And... I noticed that his sock on, like, his left foot or whatever is covered in blood. And I'm like, uh, Jimmy, you got a little blood there on your sock. Oh, that's just my hangnail. What? I've had it for a year and a half. It's no big deal. It just bleeds from being in my shoes all day. Oh, <laughs> like, what? God. You need to get that shit taken care of, Jimmy. Like, uh... It just, you can't just let it bleed. Like, that's something that's very easily fixable. This guy's just been going years with a bloody foot. Appar apparently. Oh, my God. So I'm like, all right. Uh, fucking Jimmy. So that's that's something, okay? Like, a couple nights later, I'm telling, like, my friends in the dorm about this. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. So he goes home one weekend. And he had this, like, Tupperware, like, giant... Um, bin for like storage that he kept in his closet area and i'm a nosy asshole you know i'm looking through his shit i'm looking at his best papa roach shirts looking at his papa roach cds oh, you know i'm like what's in this the the fucking ark of the lost uh, covenant over here pop the fucker open shit you not billy it's full of bloody socks <laughs> what almost to the brim <laughs> So, which is left socks. It's filled with left socks. Or right socks. I don't know what fucking foot it was. It's just filled with right socks, we'll say. Covered in blood. So he's not washing these socks. Or I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe it's for the laundry. I don't know. Why is it separate from his other laundry? Maybe he's embarrassed. He sure as shit wasn't embarrassed that I knew about it. Um, and it really was the, the Ark of the Lost Socks. Because, you know, I thought my face was going to melt like, like like Indiana Jones when I saw what was in this container. I immediately shut the lid. I sat down on the bed because I had to process this. 
this isn't something you see every day. It's one thing to figure out this guy's got this hangnail he doesn't take care of. It's another thing to find the collection of bloody socks. So I try to forget about the socks. Um, I put it out of my head. I tell everybody I can about it, of course. Well, I can't blame you, but um, you got it's probably in the back of your head. How do I bring yeah. this up to him, and what if it does come up? Like, what are you going to do at that moment? Then? Well, well, he went home like two weeks later again, and I'm like, I got to check on the ark and see, <laughs> see maybe maybe he took them and, and washed them like the week before. You know, I open it up, it's even higher now. He's There's just, more right, bloody right, socks. bloody socks in there. This guy's just hoarding these bloody socks. Right, and I don't know. I mean, if he's not going to wash them, at least throw them out, buy some new socks. Like, what are you doing? Is with he buying these more socks? socks, or is he just re-wearing bloody socks? I mean, if he was re-wearing them, I feel like it would get emptier instead of fuller. That's true. I don't know what these socks are for. Point is, I'm starting to hate this guy. All right, the weeks go by. Now we're we're past fall into late winter. This young Jason is running late for class, as he usually does, run late. To everything. To everything. So I'm rushing, get out the dorm, get halfway up the steps, and I'm like, God, I forgot my fucking cigarettes. So I go back in, unlock the, the, the door to the dorm room. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, mind you, I walked from the, the dorm room door up the steps. It's about a three-second walk. And to go back, there and back, three seconds. I was only gone three seconds, is the bottom line. Open the door, Jim Jim's already naked, butt naked as the day he was born. Standing in the middle of the room, butt naked. I was gone three seconds. How do you disrobe that quickly? <laughs> so he's naked, what? right? And he's got the remote for the TV in his hand. He's just standing there with his mouth, his gaping fucking mouth open, watching TV, just flipping through, naked. And he goes, oh, forgot these? And hands me his cigarettes off the bed. And I'm like, yeah, I just forgot, forgot the cigarettes. Uh, it's crazy. What the hell? All right, uh, sorry. Uh, I'll see you. And I like shut the door. I'm like, why did he get naked so quick? And why was he naked? And why does he watch TV naked when I leave the room? Is this his thing? Was he changing his bloody sock? I don't fucking know. Kids butt naked. I hate him even more now. It's like, God, this is just weird. This is just weird, this guy. Then I threw the cigarettes out and bought a new pack because I didn't want to touch him because his naked ass touched him. So I, I, I can't. Well, the I got, can't. You, I can't. You got Jimmy Cooties. Did he sit on my bottom bunk? Fuck. Oh. Anyway, I got a culmination of of the, the Jim Jim stories. Oh, there's more as Jim I like, Jim endearingly stories. call him Jim Jim. Um... So my, my friend James, I think I mentioned him before, he was my second year roommate. Also crazy, but in a different way. That's for another time. When I was getting to know James, I was telling him about my, my crazy roommate, man. You're not going to believe this kid. So he's like, all right, well, I got to go investigate in the room, you know, just like you do. Digging, digging for clues. Like, all right, James, I'll tell you when he's gone again. So James comes down, because not only this, like... God, there's so much to tell, Billy. Let me backtrack. Another time I came back from class and I opened the door. He wasn't naked this time, but he was perched. He would he'd always perch on the top bunk, okay? On his bunk. 
And he looked like a vulture up there, just perched. And he had his laptop, and he always had his fucking laptop. And I came in one time from class, and he, his sweatpants had risen. He had a woody in his sweatpants. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I walked in on... What, what am I calling him? Jim Jim? Yeah, call him Jim Jim. 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 I walked in on Jim Jim, possibly about to whip it out and jerk off. Was that what was happening last time? Why is this kid naked so much? Why doesn't he ever anticipate my return? What? I, I think Jim Jim had, he wanted you. He was anticipating well, you coming back. Well, 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 here's where it gets weird. Oh, great. <laughs> if it's not weird already. So, all right, now we're back to the present scene where I bring James into the room when uh, Jimmy's gone. And I'm like, man, he's like, I got to see what's on this laptop that's getting his sweatpants so damn risen. Oh, man. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's probably just porn or something. So we creep into the room, and uh, James gets up on the top bunk, opens the laptop, search history. Last, like, 25 pages that pop up. Billy? Jason, am I ready for this? Am I ready for this, Jason? It's anime porn. Oh, he's watching hentai. Oh, man. Is that what it's called? It's called hentai. I didn't know there was a fucking there is a for term shit. for anime point. It is, uh, it is called so hentai. So it's hentai. Yes, sir. It's busty, naked, drawn, yep. cartoon, anime women. Thankfully, it is women. I mean, it could have been worse, I guess. It could be anything. It wasn't anime boys. It could be They could be tentacle monsters, Jason. How I, I shit you not. does one get turned on by cartoons? Billy. This Jason. kid is on his perch. The the top bunk, a.k.a. the perch. With his sweatpants, so there's room to grow. Watching his anime women. <laughs> waiting for me to leave, so he can completely disrobe. Bloody socks and all. Throw that sock in the fucking ark. Get oh, naked. Man, pull I... up some hentai. And I... And, I don't want to know. I mean, you can, I mean. You know, I, I hate to chime in on this part. No, please do. But um, you got to think about that bloody sock now. What if it's not just for the bloody foot, Jason? What if he's using it for a little, <laughs> little extra activities? That never occurred to me. Why would he use the bloody one? I mean, he's already got this well, cartoon fetish. Does he have a blood there's, there's fetish as well? Jim Jim. Uh, has got something going on, and he's collecting it. Meanwhile, he's blaring Papa Roach in the background. Jesus. The whole time, I guess. I'll I, never look at Papa Roach the same again. He ruined that <laughs> band for me. Even though, I mean, they were, you know, like a one-hit wonder anyway. But every time that song, what is it? Turn my life into uh, pieces. I don't even know the name of the song. This but I, is my last resort. That song. Every time it came on the radio, I'm like, oh, oh Jimmy. <laughs> and I would just turn it. Oh, so... I mean, that's definitely one of the craziest things that ever happened to me was my college introducing me to Jimmy through the random roommate selection program. That is awful. And I endured the rest of the year with Jimmy, and I saw him naked two more times after that. Never saw him jerking off. Never opened his laptop again. Never opened the Ark of the Socks again. We just coexisted, said as little to each other as possible, and I got through freshman year. And that's my story, Billy. That's definitely crazy. I, you know. I know. Jim is uh, Jim. Jim is quite the character. Obviously. And. Uh, but that's what we're talking about. Weird shit tonight. I like it, though. On the Winks.
uh, uh, Marty, would you flick? All right, of course we're going to be talking to the Condor later in the podcast, but uh, before the beard leaves, he's got one more weird, crazy, life-changing, tiddly-winkish story that he wanted to share on this week's weird shit episode. So I'm going to turn it over to the beard. Uh, Well, thank you, Jay. Um, I figured before I leave, you know, uh, we we were talking uh, off podcast, you could say, and uh, I was mentioning about my first tattoo and or some college experiences. And uh, uh, my first tattoo is the Monster Energy Drink logo, and I got Mm -hmm. it on my right arm. Got it for multiple reasons. One, I love the drink. I drink one a day anymore. And there's a reason why I only drink one. So when I was in college, um, I was stressed out, you know, cramming for finals, Jay. Uh, you know, it, I was super stressed. I was. Yeah. So Stress it was. Time. Well, it's college. Of course it is. Especially when you got to deal with a Jimmy on top of that. But that's my stress. Oh, that's man. not your well, stress. I didn't have a Jimmy. I, this was, you know, I was commuting to college. I wasn't living there in a dorm, so I didn't have to deal with a Jimmy. I had my right. family. Of course. But I, I love my family. Um, so, you know. It's it's late. I got a you know I buy a case of Monster at any given time whenever I can. Get about thirty cans. Uh, I'm sitting here studying. You know I'm like literally reading over my stuff, doing problems over and over, drinking energy drink after energy drink. You know by the time I'm, I I feel like I'm good to go for this test, I realize I got an hour until I got to be at the college for my test. And I'm like holy shit, where'd the night go? Yeah. Didn't really think about how many I drank at the time. Yeah, cramming hard. So I grabbed a couple more, throw them in my my uh my bag, and I, I get in my car and go to class, drinking a couple more in the car because I'm t- I feel tired but awake at the same time. If that makes any sense, like I'm exhausted. Yeah, I, I, gotcha. I gotcha. But like I'm mentally, I'm like, yo, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Let's go. Get there. You know, my professor doesn't mind if you have drinks or food or anything. It's a morning class. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, 8 a.m. Okay. So I'm sitting there, got my energy drink. Writing down my answers, drinking it, my energy drink. Everything's going pretty well. You know, I leave the class and after my final, get in my car. I'm like, yo, I totally did good. I, need, I can stop <laughs> stressing now. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's over. It, I was you like, feel, you feel like you aced it, or at least got a beer. I, I felt like I did. Not well. an F. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm happy now. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm like, you know, what? I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. And get some sleep now. So I'm, you know, now I'm excited. I'm drinking another energy drink. Oh Jesus! It Billy. hits me. I'm I'm driving. I'm I'm just about to get on the highway. Okay. And I can't breathe, so I oh throw my. my I throw my hazards on. I pull over. I'm like, holy shit! My chest is like it hurt. Like it feels like I'm being punched and stabbed. All at the same time, I'm I'm lightheaded now. I'm like, holy shit! Dear God, I'm gonna die. So Not I again. I'm I call my mom instead of an ambulance because I'm like, mom, you know, I what should I do? Right. I've never had this happen. I, right. You know. So, long story short, she came to pick me up because, you know, I wasn't dying, obviously. She's like, you know, we're going to figure it out. Just relax. Mm-hmm. So, she comes, she, you know, my college is about 20 minutes away from where I live. Okay. She picks me up and we, you know, we head to the hospital then. Oh, yeah. And check um, out. So, they're checking me out and stuff after a little while. They tell me I was having heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, a combination of the staying up all night, the energy drinks, and the stress. Yeah. They're like, they said, you know, I'm lucky I didn't have a heart attack or anything and Monster's crazy shit, man. It increases your BPM. It is. Your beats per minute. It is a crazy thing, 
but it, I don't think it happens to everyone. No, it was a so, combination of factors for it, you. That's what he said. And the doctor, he recommended, he's like, yo, you should wean off him. That's weird shit. Uh, I eventually, you know, I drink one a day maybe now. I've done a lot better. I've you no, say so. No longer heart palpitations. I'm doing well. Good. Uh, the last time I was at the doctor, he said I'm pretty healthy. Good, Nothing good. to complain about. And, uh, no, I'm still alive, but that's, that's, that's a... shit, man, because you hear about young people dying drink from energy, energy exactly. And You um, could have been a statistic. I could have been, but I'm also a story now that I can tell people, yo, it's really not good to drink a lot of them. Drink in moderation. Right. Drink no, in I'm moderation. A success story. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Beard, thanks for being on the cast. I, I appreciate you having me on. You know, I'm happy to uh, have two stories on this episode. Absolutely. Uh, I'll see you on the flip side. All right, Beard. Bye now. Sitting here now with everybody's favorite weekly guest, Eloso de Kev, Uncle Mark, the Kevulator. Rodrigo. Rodrigo, Uncle Tito. <laughs> the Condor. He's going to share one of his weird experiences that he's had in his life. And uh, then we're going to wrap up this week's show. But you're going to want to listen next week because that's going to be a good one. More on that later. Kev, how we doing? Doing great, doing great. How are you doing, Jay? Excellent as always. Welcome back to the Wings. <laughs> Happy to be on the Wings, man. So, yeah, I got my weird story. All right. And uh, I want to make it worthwhile because, like, uh, when I think weird, I'm not thinking alien abduction or anything like no, that. I'm thinking. I mean, it could be. I'm thinking just uh, you get into a place in your life where you'd never expected to be. It's a little awkward. It's a little weird. It's a little out of the ordinary. And that happened when I was 12 years old. 12. Jesus. Yes, I was. What cool. a scarring age. I was a young man. Well, this was a big time. Local H was huge. Len, yeah, exactly. Len, Len didn't want you to steal their sunshine. No, you know, they didn't. Things were going on. It was great. And uh, wrestling in the late 90s, early 2000s, professional wrestling was huge. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold mm -hmm. and NWO and Goldberg and The Rock and all that. Yeah. So as impressionable uh, youths, me and uh, my friends Mike, Chris, James, Justin, there's a few of us. Okay. We had a backyard wrestling federation. You thought you were going to be WWE. Yeah, you know, we'd record them and everything. Oh, that's fucking absurd. It was, I love it. It's hilarious. I love everything about but, it. But we had brain stems, so we knew it was fake. So we would um, do predetermined finishes, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, we'd pull our punches. You scripted it out. We like did. It we be. did. We did it like the way it was kind of like that episode of South Park, except without so much talking. I wish you could have recorded this. I it is recorded. There are some record. There's one of me jumping off a garage. Okay, I need to see I this. I said like I was a British. Garage. I need to see this, and we need to play some of the audio on the Winks. Oh yeah, there might be some good promos in there. <laughs> to be honest. All right, so, that's for another episode. <laughs> yeah. So, I um. Me and my buddies, we had this thing, you know, we'd pull our punches, we'd gimmick the weapons. Oh, yeah. And we'd have, you know, everything was kind of like real wrestling and that we didn't get hurt. Sure. So a buddy I went to school with, his name was also Chris. He and his buddies had a, their own backyard wrestling federation. And he's like, dude, I'd like for you to come and join us. You know, I hear you're doing pretty well for yourself. Mm-hmm. So my buddy Chris from school, he goes, I want you to come join my 
fantasy fed or not fantasy fed but come join my backyard fed and we got a bunch of guys and you know we we do the hardcore stuff i'm like oh all right like what he's like oh like barbed wire chairs tables tacks oh yeah yeah like the really brutal stuff and like you're gonna do it you might as well do it yeah yeah and i'm thinking oh okay they must like saw the tables a little bit or (laughs) hit weak shots or that's like that plastic gimmick barbed wire i'm like all right let's do this so boy he gives me a date on the weekend to go to the one guy's house i ride my bike there and I get there, and he's like, oh, we got a hell of a, a, hell of a card tonight. I'm like, oh, a card? It's like a boxing bout. You know, whatever. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with some guys, and the first match starts. And these two motherfuckers, they're like 13, 14 years old, start potatoing each other in the fucking face with their fists. Oh, my God. Pummeling each other, just getting after it, right? It's like, ha, 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 ha. Well, I'm, no. like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, shit. Now you hit him. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just, like, laughing. Fucking psychos. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, man, they're really, like, making it look legit. Then I'm seeing bruises and shit. Oh, what? They're kicking each other in the in the gut. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I, I turn to Chris. I'm like, so who's who's going over in this one? Who's winning? <laughs> and he goes, we'll see. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, all right. This is, you know, it got brutal. One guy was bleeding. They're punching each other. And oh, the guy boy. hits a slam on him, puts him in a chokehold. And the other guy, like, submits. Things took a dark turn. Yeah, it became... You see, like, videos of this on YouTube, like, actual rednecks fucking each other up. It's exactly what it was. You wouldn't expect it from a bunch of 12-year-olds, though. Yeah, 12-year-old suburban kids. This was uh, suburban commandos here. So, another match happened. Same thing going on. They actually used, like, a chair leg. It was like a Ron Artest basketball pickup game started or something. (laughs) It's fucking getting brutal. Like all right, so then Chris is like, "Yo, we're up next." <laughs> oh man! I'm like, all right, so who's go, who's gonna win? Like, what's the what's our uh, plan here? He's like, "What do you mean? We're, we're just gonna go in there and fight?" It's not fake anymore. No, it's not fake. I'm starting to get the realization that these motherfuckers are for for real. Yeah. And I said to him, "Like, well, how do you win?" He goes, "Who survives? You live." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like pinfall or submission. He's like, "No, who, whoever walks away." Oh my! He's like, "This is for the Coliseum title." And I said to him, like, what's you the... read me. Well, I said to him, it's this cardboard belt. I'm like, what's the Coliseum title? <laughs> it's and, a cardboard belt? Oh, yeah, it was legit. I love it. And I'm like, what's the Coliseum title? He goes, well, the gladiators, they used to fight in the, uh, in the, in the fucking Coliseum. Exactly. They'd fight lions, each other, and uh, the winner was whoever walked out. Jesus. I'm like, I was not made aware of, aware of any of this before we started. So we get there, it's like in the backyard, this broken wood and all this shit all over the place. There's tires, street <laughs> Barbed signs. Barbed wire. Bags. Barbed wire, yeah. It's just, it, it looks like a fucking demilitarized zone. And um, I look at him across the way, and he's got this look in his eyes like, I'm going to fuck you up. Oh, my. And some dude rings a bell, and Chris charges at me. I'm like, oh, man. And he throws the first punch. I do a Neo from The Matrix. Like, I yes. Die. And it goes over me. I'm like, it's fucking for real and, and the at, that, kicking at that moment as, as a 12 year old guy who wants to be macho and show off in front of the other guys you're like fight or flight you're not running you're not quitting so he threw another one and just fucking instinct i went up i put my uh right forearm under like under his chin to his throat and pushed up with my left hand on his head and i had to choke him out I kept saying, what? I kept saying, please give up, please give up. Go to sleep, motherfucker. I, I just didn't, go to sleep. I, I didn't want to kill him, and I was just like, please give up, please. And he wouldn't. He's like, uh, 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 uh. he's nodding his head. So it was at this moment you realized you had to follow through and choke this kid out. I had to actually knock another human being from consciousness. Yes. You may be going to juvie for murdering. I, yeah. Th- well, that wasn't on my mind. My mind seriously was on just survival. Okay. I wanted to survive. Things were that real. So. 
the one kid came from the side, lifted his hand up three times, and fell three times. He's like, he's fucking out. And I'm like, all right. So I got my belt. I got on my bike. I rode the fuck home. I'm thinking, okay, I'm giving this up. Like, I, I, I this was too real. Yeah. I'm not a bad dude. Yeah. And um, so I get a call from Chris the two days later because this was on the weekend. So it was like a month. Oh, no, I met him at school Monday. He's like, we have to have our rematch. Okay. I'm like, all right, how are we going to do this? He's like, the park in the middle of town. We're going to have our rematch. Oh God. Yeah. In the it, town square. Well, yeah, it, it, you know, the, the big park in town, and there's a jungle gym that's shaped like a dome. We're going to have a cage fight. Okay. Wood, you flick. So this cage, basically in the park, there's this, I'd say, 15-foot in diameter dome, a jungle gym. It's a thunder dome, man, basically. Yeah. It looks like twisted steel, but underneath there's like mulch and wood chips and shit like that. It's kind of soft. Oh, my and, God. Uh, we, it's a cage match. Yeah, and this in was... In town square. In 1998, you know, I, you know, I was watching wrestling, and Ken Shamrock was one of the guys. Oh, yeah. And he was a legit UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found out about the octagon and all that. Right. So this was very reminiscent, like, okay, somebody's going to be hurt in this. Right, right. So... Chris tells me we're having a rematch that weekend at the park in the cage, in the Thunderdome. Oh, man. And I'm like, all right. So I showed up with my cardboard belt because, you know, I'm a champion. Oh, yeah. But I, I had it in my head that I was immediate. I was going to take a dive. Okay. I did okay. not want to be a part of this anymore because there was one, once again, there was a match ahead of us in the Thunderdome. Right. And one dude got taken down and had his head shoved into these steel bars over and over again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was a fucking Steven Seagal movie or something. Oh, fuck. These kids were bloodthirsty maniacs. And like, I look back at like me and my friends in the backyard, we're playing like our little boom box and we're playing like lit as our entrance music would come out we're like oh Wait, my you guys, you guys had entrance themes oh dude yeah this we, was all planned we, we would come out of it. my friend's garage we'd have sparklers and shit we'd have like entrance music and I love it. we'd play the characters because that's what wrestling is it's like just fun it's well, stupid yeah. it's hokey and clearly clearly you guys went all the way with oh uh, these guys were like fucking those japanese death matches and shit <laughs> and so we step into the into the dome dude rings a bell and chris has this look in his eyes like I'm gonna fucking skulljack you. Yeah, he's been waiting to get you. He does. He like, I, I knocked this motherfucker from consciousness, and this is his revenge. He's yeah. he doesn't care about the cardboard title. No. He he wants to legitimately hurt me. Right. So he comes at me. I go down, <laughs> like on my knees, to, like to pretend like I'm gonna take him out down low. Uh huh. He puts me in a in a front face lock headlock thing. Okay. And I just pretend to struggle for a little while, for like <laughs> five ten seconds, and then I do the quick tap on his leg and the oh. ref calls it he's like oh. he goes what the fuck was that what the fuck was that i'm like i get ta- you taps his out i'm like you you went out i couldn't i couldn't black out man i couldn't i, I was <gasps> i was pretending to wheeze and shit i i don't want you're any ending partners. your professional wrestling career. i'd ended my professional wrestling career uh boxing career mma career everything it, in that moment yes i you were tapping out of the game i took a dive because i didn't want it i I'm not the most handsome man in the world, but I'm passable. So <laughs> I had to save this face. Oh, know? yeah. Come on. But yeah, man, a 12-year-old fight club, essentially. Yeah, I was, I was a, a 12-year-old of, fight club. I, I won one match, and I was happy with that. But I was watching dudes. They had those fluorescent light bulbs, the long tube ones. <laughs> They're smashing them over Holy each other's back. Crap. Carcinogens flying in the air. Holy crap. A weird time in your life. It was. It was. Oh God, yeah. I was and just that, starting my first band. I was playing baseball, and then uh, there's this too, fucking you're, you're brutal interlude. Yeah, there's this brutal interlude in there, and uh, I don't know. It was weird. Oh, it's absurd. Well, that's what we're talking about tonight on the wings. Yeah, it's an absurd time in my life. Just like the time uh, 
I could tell you another short story. Absolutely. We have time. And uh, I was working retail in college, and it was, it was a bigger, one of the bigger box stores. And I was on a, it was, yeah, it was, we got out early because I was in college, so it was May. And we were getting ready for the, the spring season, the garden stuff, flowers and plants and mulch and shit like that. Okay. So a big semi comes in, we're unloading it, me and my buddy. And the bus driver, or the truck driver is this big dude, and he's got a big beard, big Muslim guy. Okay. And he's telling us about how Muslim he is and everything, whatever, I don't give a shit. And he just goes, well, what do you know? You're Jewish. Huh. And I, I look at this fella, and I said, excuse me, sir. He goes, well, you're Jewish. I said, uh, and, and I mean, just look at me. I, do you think I'm Jewish looking? No, I don't think so. No, no really. I'm, I'm, I, I've got a red beard. I'm Irish. True. Irish, German, Polish. Scandinavian. I'm just a, a white mutt. Right. But this guy was convinced that I was Jewish. And he kept getting madder the more I would deny it. Interesting. He was like, yo, man, you're Jewish. No, I'm really not, sir. I was, you know, I was polite at first. Yes. No, no, no. Seriously, you're Jewish. You, you're Shalom. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Why did he want you to be Jewish? I don't know. Man? He really, like, I don't know if he wanted to fucking cut me up. Like, he was just looking for me to, like, cop out to it or something. Right. But it Some was just. Mel Gibson shit. <laughs> it was just fucking weird. Yeah. So things are getting terrifying now. They're yeah. taking a dark turn. He's starting to kind of like... A very dark anti-Semitic turn. <laughs> very anti-Semitic for, for a guy who's not even Jewish. So he's standing over me, looking down at me with these big eyes. Like, yo, you're a fresh piece of meat and I want to fucking tear into you. Like, he's like that oh. wolf in the cartoons with the eyes that go... You know, like, he's just like staring a hole through me. He's like, come on, man, you're Jewish. What the fuck? And he's, in, fuck? he's like, it's like I'm being interrogated by the ATF or something. You know? I, I'm familiar. <laughs> and he's just, familiar. he just keeps grilling me. Tell me you're Jewish. I'm like, dude, I'm not Jewish. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm Irish Catholic. You yeah. know? I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. He's like, look at you. You look like a rabbi's son. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and, and in my head, I'm thinking, okay, this, is, this isn't only fucking weird. It's getting dark. Like, why does this guy convince I'm Jewish? Why does he want me to admit weird. to it? It's like one of those thought crimes, you know? Like, yeah. Admit you're Jewish. Tell me, tell me you're fucking Jewish. You're yeah. Like, and, like, after a while, my buddy who was helping me unload, he just gets in there. He's like, sir, he's not Jewish. I don't know why. I don't know what is happening here, but, like, we just want to unload this truck and, like, you can go. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. And he, he just like went up when to this guy tells me he's a Jew. <laughs> he, and he just went up to the cab and he just sat there. We unloaded all the shit and we go like we had to sign a paper and give it to him or whatever. He's like, he just shakes his head at me. He's like, I know you are. And he oh just my left. God. And it was I'm fucking he left. Just absurd. Like, I don't know why. First of all, you, you we can draw you know lines to connect the dots about why this guy was anti-Semitic. <laughs> but uh, what was he gonna do? Yeah, if, was he gonna if fight? If he found me? out you were Jewish, yeah, like I don't know if he was gonna fight me. I don't know if he like was gonna spit on me. I don't know what his end game was, but he was dead set on getting me to admit I was Jewish, even though yeah. I am not. Yeah. But uh, now, such, that, now that is a, definitely a truly weird story yeah. for this week's theme. Such is the life of a, of a moron like me. So. Oh man, Condor, <laughs> as always, it's been a pleasure. Always. Thank you for stopping by the Tidleys. Tiddlywinks with Strangers is available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Overcast. 
go and subscribe if you like it. Even if you don't, go and subscribe. Become a fan of The Winks. Airing every Friday at whatever the fuck time I say. Tune in. Make sure you tune in next Friday because we're going to be talking conspiracy theories. That's right, we're talking a little bit of uh, crazy stuff. You're gonna, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories in general. Conspiracy theories that maybe we believe. Maybe the others will debunk or try to convince that the other one's batshit crazy. We're talking to the beard and the condor again. Maybe some other special guests. You'll have to stay tuned for that next Friday. Tiddlywinks with strangers, whatever the fuck time I say. Now, as I said, it's time to wrap it up for this week. It's a special long episode. Or I don't know, maybe all the episodes are this long. Uh, who knows? It's an evolving podcast. But before we close out the show, as is Tiddlywinks tradition, it's time for one last story. I'll keep it brief. It goes back to my previous story about my time in college. I mentioned my second college roommate, James, after I talked about my first college roommate. James wasn't nearly as crazy as Jim Jim, but he was crazy nonetheless. One time, he... Well, how do I describe him? He would do these experiments. He fancied... His idol was... MacGyver. He watched every episode of the show MacGyver. And he called me Pete Herpton because MacGyver's boss's name was Pete Thornton. So I was Pete Herpton and he was MacGyver. So he's always like making stuff and doing experiments. I don't know. A weird guy. He found a bumblebee outside. One of our friends was scared of bees. So what he did was he took this bee, froze it in the freezer. And I thought the bee was dead. He said he'd research this shit. The bee will come back to life. I said, all right, whatever. He tied it to a string. And about an hour later, the bee started twitching and moving. He tacked the string up to a bulletin board. So now the bee is just hanging there with a string around its waist from a bulletin board. And the motherfucker's twitching and slowly coming back to life. Jesus Christ, he's a fucking modern-day Frankenstein. Well, this bee starts fly, flying its wings, and it's zooming up, trying to get off the bulletin board, and it's pulling on the string, and it's back, baby, it's back. He goes and gets our friend who doesn't like bees and says, Look what I got! A pet bee on a string! Our friend's freaking out. Oh, my God, what the hell? How did you even do that? Oh, just insane crap. Another time I came back from class, I opened the door to our dorm room, and I found him hanging outside of our dorm room window, which was on the second floor, with our bed sheets tied together, rappelling down the side of the building. <laughs> said, James, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I got bored. I thought maybe I could rappel down the, down the building and just go on an adventure. Can't make this stuff up. This is a real guy. He lives in New Jersey, Haddonfield. Weird dude. Another time, he thought he was a v velociraptor. 
just squawked. He just squawked like a velociraptor for hours. Another time, he built a cannon out of a water bottle and a can of hairspray and just shot shit out of the cannon for half an hour. I don't know. I don't really have a full story about him. It's just the guy was weird. You can you see you see what I'm dealing with here. I don't know. I mean, that's another episode of Winks in the Can. In the cup, if you will. Flipping your tiddlywink in the cup. I don't know. Why is it called this? You know, I'll see you next week. You'll be out of danger. A fucking tiddlywinks with strangers. Deflate.